0: couple of things i want to talk about all right first thing i want to talk about yes yes i'm glad you leaned back for that lean back oh that motherfucking shirt is awesome
1: this is the battle i want to see one day godzilla and gypsy danger one-on-one yeah you're never
0: gonna see it you're never gonna see it
1: well you never know they're both legendary movies
0: right but how well did pacific rim 2 do
1: not great but then also it was pacific rim 2 Like it's such a incredible disappointment compared to the first movie.
0: Yeah, so that's that's exactly why you're not going to see that.
1: I know, I know. But hey, we're getting an anime series on Netflix, so.
0: No, that's that's intriguing. Um, the yeah. other thing is, uh, like in that particular case, who do you want to win?
1: In this battle, right here. Yeah. Oh man, I. I... I love Gypsy. I love Gypsy
0: Danger. But I love Godzilla. But did you grow up with Gypsy Danger like you did Godzilla? I didn't really grow up with Godzilla, though. Well, yeah, you did, because the the entire time that you were alive, Godzilla was a part of your
1: life. I was a King Kong household.
0: You know what I'm getting at, you prick. But yes,
1: no, you... The 1954 Godzilla, I fucking love it. And then all the goofy shit after that, I can't stand.
0: Yeah, there's a...
1: Shin Godzilla is really good because it goes back to the darkness of the the original.
0: The first couple of movies, the first like two or three Godzilla movies are really good. Yeah. They're really good. They maintain the similar tone. You know, Um, they start to tweak Godzilla a bit. So he's less of a natural disaster type character. And he's kind of like a they kind of position him as like the best of the two bad situations, the best of a bad situation where like he shows up and then the bad guy shows up and they fight and he wins. And then they're like, okay, that's great that uh, you killed that guy. Could you leave now? (laughs) Just go back to wherever it is. We don't even care. Back
1: to the depths.
0: Uh, But I agree. Like when it got to like, like uh, what is it? Son of Godzilla or like baby Godzilla, I thought we were getting into. I think it's Goro is her name, his name or whatever. Oh. Regardless, it gets to a level where uh, it's kind of like watching that 1970s King Kong, where that's really not that good with Jeff Bridges.
1: The that's okay. The 1977 one is okay. But its direct <laughs> sequel, King Kong Lives. Oh, that is bad. There's like a lady King Kong and or a queen. Yeah, I'd say I
0: never even watched that because uh, when I was a kid and I watched the '76 or '77 King Kong, I really liked it. I was like, "Oh, this is so good!" But then when I got older and rewatched it, it didn't hold up as well. Yeah, you know, and I mean, like this was, and I had uh, I managed to watch the original King Kong, like the black and white, and I was like wow like i can't get over how cool this is the way they did it with the stop motion animation and yeah. just it was oh so incredible
1: that, that original and then
0: to watch the the remake you know and i mean the social commentary is kind of you know, yes, yeah. it's, it's all right
1: but it's like but then they changed some shit, right they made it like what he climbed the twin towers instead of the empire state in the 77
0: yeah months. Yeah, which, I mean, okay, fine. I mean, uh, you got to go with the tallest building at that point, right? So, yeah. okay. But overall, but uh, <laughs> I do really like the uh, the King Kong remake by Peter Jackson.
2: Uh, I love that movie.
0: That one, uh, it was longer than I, like, you love it. But well, the I'll- entire sequence on the island, I thought they could have trimmed that up a bit. Like, it was a massively long movie. Oh, and, and i want me,
1: extended edition all the
0: time. I see, and that's the thing. For me, unfortunately, it feels like a long movie. There are some parts where I'm like, yes, this is so good. Like the build actually, you know what? I don't talk about it too much because I feel but like we will gonna... do,
1: we will do Peter Jackson. Yeah. So absolutely. It's one of uh, my favorites. It's in let's our leave it. In our let's leave it like
0: this. I might like King Kong. I might lo- I might not. I might hate it. Anyway. So uh the other thing I wanted to talk about. Was uh, the Royal Rumble. Mm. Actually, first, I want to mention Lars Sullivan finally got released.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first time that guy walked out and went, Oh, just release him now.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, it's funny because, like, in NXT, I, I liked him. Like, he was presented as a big, scary monster, but it wasn't like he was presented as a smart, scary monster. He wasn't just some dumb fuck that beats people up and takes titles like he was presented as being like a smart big tough guy and i was like oh okay like that's kind of interesting
2: mm.
0: you know and uh he was one of those guys where i literally was like why is he even on nxt just ship him up to the, the main event like unless this is just like a bit of a seasoning thing just to kind of make sure he can wrestle the wwe style yeah but i i was like yeah put him up there like he doesn't uh, you know but he, he did really well. And, and then you just find out like this guy is just uh, like, I mean, aside from the anxiety and stuff like that, and that's, you know what? Like I feel for him. Cause you never know how you're going to react in that situation. Mm-hmm. And especially when you go from like NXT, where you've got eyes on you to the main roster where now you've got Vince's eyes on you and Vince's people's eyes on you. And that's a whole different ball game. So I can understand being anxious about that. And I thought, Honestly, it sounded like WWE handled it really well. Like they certainly handled it a lot better than they did with the uh, Mauro Ronaldo situation. hmm um, but then when you start hearing about like all this other stuff that he was doing back in the day, like the hate speech tweets and posts and stuff like that, and you're just like, Okay, all right, yeah. you know, and and then like they bring him back, and within like weeks of him being on the roster, he does it all over again and I mean, if it's a situation of self-sabotage that's tied to the anxiety again, like I feel for him and I hope uh, I hope that he begins the path to get himself centered and, and happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that's that's some highly toxic stuff that he was doing. Like I don't even care about the, the gay porn stuff. I don't even care about that. I mean, like I was surprised they kept him after that. In all honesty, I was like, oh, Vince is going to let him go. Like that's going to be it, right? <laughs> they kept him on and Because, like, I mean, like, whatever you do before the WWE, you know, like they say, uh, no matter where you wrestle, it doesn't matter until you get to the WWE. That's how Vince looks at it, because he doesn't watch every other company. He doesn't watch any company. Right. He just, so all he knows is what you can do for him that day. So if that's the case, then it should apply to all aspects, right? So even if he did have an extensive career in porn, like, okay. whatever right um it's a little harder to justify cuz we're talking about a largely kid show yeah <laughs> like like it's pg and you don't want to have your kid googling lars sullivan and find out like gay porn gay porn gay porn or i don't even mind saying gay porn just porn 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 right and then it's like wwe superstar <laughs> <laughs> so you know i mean i i can understand aspects like that uh but yeah like i mean in the interview he said he requested the release they granted it and he said that he's officially done with wrestling because he just can't he can't handle it and you know i i wish nothing but the best i honestly do even though i'm like they could have got rid of him sooner <laughs> i do wish him the best because i want people to be happy ultimately yep um and uh now now i want
2: to talk about royal rumble
0: do you want to talk about the royal rumble
1: yeah let's talk about the royal rumble do you have anything else you want to add talk about Lars sullivan
0: no, because I can tell you right now you haven't seen any of the any of the movies. No clips. I'm not even going to make a joke like, oh, that's probably your favorite star. I'm not even going to do that. What I am going to say is, uh, no, if you have anything else wrestling related, now's the time to add it. Because once we start talking Rumble, that's it.
1: I got another man. Let's do Rumble.
0: Okay. All Dude, right.
1: You know what? It, I, it, it occurred to me when I was watching or reading all the the Rumble stuff on Sunday night there that I watched the last two with you at your house and I couldn't this year. Yep. I hate this. <laughs>
2: yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's uh well, it, the only thing I can say is that uh we didn't miss much. This wasn't uh one of my favorite Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Not, and like even going into it, like we, we talked about before, they really didn't do much to hype it, they didn't really do much to sell it, um and there's reasons for that, and we'll we'll touch upon that in in a bit, but uh, I will say that this was the first time in a while that both rumbles were actually really good, both of them are really good. Um, the men's was one of the better ones that it's been in a couple of years now.
2: Yeah.
0: strictly because of the storyline with Edge coming in at number one.
2: Yeah.
0: And then like, so hold on, let's rewind. So Edge is like literally like staring at 50. He's almost, he's like just about 50. He's already been injured and out for several months in his last appearance. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So WWE decides to not even advertise him for Raw, or was it SmackDown? I think it was for Raw. He does a promo about how he's going to enter the Rumble and win, and it it was an amazing promo. Um,
1: Great promo. And
0: and no disrespect to Edge. Edge has always been a really good promo, but those years acting has really helped him with his promo game. Like, he went from being one of the S-talkers, period, To being, like, on another level. Like, he's up there with, you know, the Rocks, the Austins, the Jerichos, the guys that can promo a fucking paper bag and people will go, like, oh, my God, this paper bag, you know? Yeah. That's where he's at now. He's at that upper echelon level where you're just, like, are you a good promo? Are you as good as Edge? You know what I mean? Like, he is so good. Um, He is in phenomenal shape. And the story was so good like the story was literally is Edge going to do it and then he does and there was things that they did like when Christian showed up and that was a legit surprise like I was actually that was
1: nice. oh man that made me happy
0: <laughs> I was mad because I was trying to avoid spoilers I really was trying to avoid spoilers yeah. and I accidentally spoiled that Edge and Randy Orton were going to be the first two and I was like oh fuck I can't believe that and uh, and I accidentally spoiled for myself that Edge won the Rumble. Because when you mentioned the Goldberg stuff, I was like, oh. And I went to go look, and the first thing it showed me was like Edge won. And I was like, fuck, oh, fuck, But here's another reason why that so Rumble so was so-
1: I would never have said anything. I thought you were watching it live. I was like, oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's why I was trying not to be like, to give you the gears. Eh? I wasn't trying to be a dick yeah. about it. But like, uh, but the, here's another reason why the men's rumble was so good. That story was so good that even though I knew edge one, I still wanted to see it. And I still wanted to be like, wow, like that was really cool. And so two big things. Uh, when Christian showed up, I popped hard. I was like, Oh, the only time I popped that hard uh, at this like in this pay per view was when Victoria showed up in the Women's Rumble.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. I was I'm a, like a huge Victoria fan. I was a huge fan of her. Uh, even like Tara in TNA, I was like, yes, she was so good. Yeah. I thought she was hugely underrated. So it was great to see her. It was great to see her in like great shape for her age, and considering she hasn't really done much in the wrestling business and she retired. So I was like, man, this is great. Like this yeah. is awesome. But then so we get Christian. And my immediate thought was, they have to have some sort of, like, like look between the two. And I don't want to see none of this, like, tease that they're going to fight. I want, like, E and C back together. And my yeah. thought was, why, like, have Christian just help, do whatever he can to help Edge get to the end.
2: I know. Because
0: oh. it makes sense from a story perspective, too, because, like, before Edge was out, like, Christian shows up and he's like, "Look, you're you're not going to beat Orton. Like, I don't think you can beat Orton, but I'm here to tell you, you don't have to, right?" Mm-hmm. And then of course the match happens and he gets injured and you're just like, "Holy shit!" So then you see Edge. He looks at Christian. He does that little like, yeah. They get that, up.
1: That moment, huge hug. Oh, that moment where he was like, he was down, but then he heard Christian's music and he looks up. He's got that 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 smile. I was yep. like, oh man, that, oh. That was so good. I,
0: I was like, yes. And then they did the big yug, and I was like, yes. And then that's pretty much where it was. They ended up in the final four. I was like, he he this is awesome. And then that's he helps Edge win. And uh, the other part, too, that I was really impressed by is when you find out after, is that Edge is not a part-timer. This run is a full-time run for him. So as an example, he was already on Raw, and that was one of the better segments on Raw, because Raw largely sucks, period. But that was one of the better segments. He's on NXT tonight, as we speak. And he's going to be on SmackDown, especially because the rumored matches him and Reigns at uh, WrestleMania. Interesting. So, yeah, for the first time in, like, I want to say, like, two, three years, the men's Rumble was awesome. It was so good. Man, um,
1: it, 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 oh,
0: Yeah, like, like, how did you feel?
1: Oh, man, the whole rumble was amazing. The whole rumble. I was even excited to see Carlito.
0: <laughs> that one really surprised me, too. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's be back. Ripped. Apparently, his is like a three-week trial thing, and if he yeah. likes it, great, and if they like it, great, then they'll renegotiate, but it looks like he's in phenomenal shape. Yeah. I, uh, I am super happy. That he didn't do the apple spit. Well, I don't even think he should have came out with the apple. Because <laughs> like, I remember even when he first came out, and I liked Carlito, I hated the apple spitting. I was like, that's so gross. Like as a, like as a human being, I'd be like, ah, I'm not, no, don't spit the apple in my face. Like, I don't want you to spit in my face. And if his, like, even if Vince is like, yeah, but that's his thing, I'll be like, take my push away i'm not getting spit in the face
2: yeah
0: like it chewed up apple like fuck you it's like the stink face that's another one where you're just like yeah. no <laughs> i'm not letting you rub your ass in my face like that's that is just like ugh. it's not even funny that's the other part too like i remember even at in the attitude era when rikishi started doing that my first thought wasn't that is awesome my first thought was oh man why why yeah. this oh. But then, of course, you see the majority of fans are cheering it, and you're like, oh, right. That's the group I'm a part of. <laughs> <laughs> That's thrilling stuff right there. That good for
1: fricks,
0: me. These no, no, are like. That,
1: that rumble was awesome, man.
0: Oh, so I, I, I loved so I loved
1: seeing, like, obviously Christian coming out to help, but the fact that Christian went out taking Braun with him, loved it. Loved it. Yep uh Seth returning that was great
0: I like uh I love Seth Rollins I really do uh the return was great um his was a, another return that was spoiled for me cuz like that uh-huh. that that oh. article that or the website it was literally like Seth Rollins returns you know um Edge wins the rumble Goldberg beats Drew or Drew beats Goldberg I was like Fuck. So of course like uh, Ron's return would have been a lot cooler had I been surprised for it, but I, here's a couple of things though. So we're two months away from the pay-per-view from WrestleMania. Yeah. What is Rollins going to do? Like he's going to be booked in a throwaway match. That means nothing probably with Kevin Owens again, you know, and I hate to say a match between those two is a throwaway mean, mean nothing few type of thing but it's not going to be the focal point that either man deserves Mm -hmm. because of the other guys that are up on the car, you know? Yeah. Like, unless, you know, you've got edge challenging reigns uh, at WrestleMania and that if that in fact does go through, which I'll be fine with, I really will. Even though we talked about this earlier, I do think that drew and edge would be a better fit, Mm -hmm. especially because Drew's character is like, The baby face and like the respected honoring of the past type of baby face that we haven't seen in a while.
2: Yeah. Which
0: actually really, when they switched gears with that Goldberg feud, it kind of helped to sell that match a bit more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, even still, like both guys, whether it's Drew or Reigns, will be able to mask any of edge's ring rust if he still has any by that point because if he's on every week he's gonna get in ring shape real quick Oh, yeah. that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that like if you're gone for a couple of years all that training to get back into that ring whether it's three months or six months or whatever is awesome and that's great but until you run the ropes and i'm speaking as a guy who's never run the ropes but until you run the ropes you don't you know, you forget what it's like. So it's different for, you know, Charlotte who wrestles every night. If she starts to wrestle and I'll say Victoria, just cause that's right on the top of my head. Victoria is going to have a hard time keeping up because her stamina is not there. She's not used to hitting the ropes. She's not used to the bumps, all these things that these guys are doing night in and night out. Right. So I have no doubt in my mind that no matter which way they go, the match is going to be great. The build is going to be great. There's like no doubt in my mind. Um, but having said that, if Edge does, in fact, go with Roman, maybe have Seth Rollins still do his Messiah gimmick because his outfit suggests he's still doing the Monday Night Messiah gimmick and have him feud with Drew, even though he was drafted to SmackDown. Just say, pretend like we don't remember <laughs> that he was drafted, act like it never happened, because that's what they do for a lot of things, and why not? Or even just have it so that, you know, if they want to nitpick, have Ron go, yeah, you know what? I was drafted, but I don't care. (laughs) I've got unfinished business on Monday Night Raw, and Drew McIntyre, I'm coming for that title. Like, you know, I think that would be a really good match.
1: It will be interesting to see what they do at WrestleMania, because it's another two-night event. So obviously, they got a lot of matches in mind. You're going to
0: have to repeat yourself. You glitched. You glitched. You're going to have to repeat yourself. I glitched? I heard it will be interesting.
1: Oh, wow. Well, then. Okay. Allow me to repeat myself for you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's another two-night event, so obviously they got a lot of matches planned. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of throwaways regardless, right?
0: Yeah, but it's disappointing when you have guys like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens in throwaway matches.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: 100%. especially with the like the the run that Kevin Owens has been on as of late like this feud with Roman Reigns like it seems like anything that is in the Roman Reigns orbit is instantly made better but i mean at the same time if Kevin Owens wasn't as good as he is then he wouldn't be holding up his end of that storyline right right so for him to have such a phenomenal run and look strong even in defeat um it would. It's just disappointing that they'd just kind of be like, um, "Yeah, you and you and that's the feud and and uh, and that's the match." And
1: mm-hmm. you got eight
0: minutes, kids. Go out there and we don't even care. We're not even watching. You know what I mean? Like I don't like that feeling. Yeah. Especially because I remember when WrestleMania was a big deal. It wasn't. Uh, make as many friggin' battle Royale matches and and eight man tags to get everybody on the card. It was like a check Mark for everybody that was like hitting numbers and making like draws and stuff like that. I mean, obviously the rubric is different now because ratings don't matter. Pay-per-view buys don't matter, yeah. but you know, it's now it's like everybody gets on the show. So it doesn't mean as much, you know, yeah. But that's just me. That's just me.
1: No, I, I, and I totally agree. Because, like, even that transition started happening, like, when, I don't know, I guess in our late teens, when we were still watching WrestleMania together. Like, once I started seeing, like, tag team matches and, and triple threats and everything as the main event at WrestleMania, it just it didn't feel as special anymore. Like, to me, growing up, it was like it was like one-on-ones type of deal. Except WrestleMania 4. was a 4 or 5 where they had that weird fucking, like, um... Expedition, or like there was.
0: Do you remember uh, WrestleMania? About? I think WrestleMania a, Two was the tournament.
1: Was it the turn? Was that two? I thought it was after three. It was Hulk it and might Hulk. have been
0: WrestleMania Four. Now that
1: the tournament, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That was a weird WrestleMania. That was a weird yeah.
0: WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, I don't mind necessarily triple threat main events uh, or four corner main events. Every once in a while. Because, like, Benoit winning his uh, WrestleMania against Triple H and Shawn Michaels, that was an amazing match.
1: But even that, like, that was amazing. But even that, I remember pissing me off because I was like, that should just be Benoit and Triple H. There's no reason Shawn is in there.
0: I agree. I agree. It should have been either Benoit Triple H or Benoit Shawn Michaels. I actually yeah. would have preferred Benoit and Shawn Michaels more. Yeah fuck, like, that was Shawn Michaels in his prime. His second prime.
1: His second prime, yeah.
0: <laughs> his second prime, and he was, like, at the peak of his second prime. So it was like, Jesus Christ. Um, And I agree, but at the same time, it's still a good, like, it's one of the best matches because, you know, and it's really good. What uh, I think, for me, the switch started to happen when there was two world titles. Yeah because then it was well where is the which title is placed above the other mm-hmm. so you immediately tell everyone which title is secondary because of it's placement like at least with the two days you can have both titles main event exactly. each show. yeah so in effect the only game you're playing is well which one's on sunday <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, so you're still you're still playing that game where you're like yeah but this title is more important because yeah. this is on this standard every year sunday wrestlemania main right. event but it's
1: like, okay sure that title main event saturday but really as a whole that's a big that's right that's a big
0: there. exactly you know like you're part one Of Two parts. And we always know the second part is always, that's the one that means the most, right? The titles make no sense now anyways.
1: The title is called the Universal Championship because they united the two championships. (laughs) And now it's still the Universal Championship, but they made another championship. (laughs) Uh,
0: I think now they refer to it as the Raw World Champion and the SmackDown World Champion.
1: I'm positive they were still calling it the WWE Champion and the Universal Champion.
0: Uh, They might, they might, I might just kind of tune it out at this point. Cause the other part too, and this is another thing is that WWE for since the attitude era has literally been trying to tell us that the belts don't matter. Yeah. The belts don't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. That's a, that's one that bugs me the most wins and losses don't matter. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so the, what's the point? Like if I'm a wrestler coming up in this business, what's the point of me Coming to the company that says, Oh yeah, no, it doesn't matter. wins and losses, yeah, doesn't matter, yeah, belts, oh, we don't call them belts, championships, titles, yeah, we call them that, but the, those they matter, but not as much as you would think because <laughs> like, and and don't get me wrong, I understand that wrestling is different now than it was when I was a kid, yeah, you know, and it will be different. 40 years from now, it'll be different. And and that's great. And the people that like the fact that people still watch it and love it is great. And I like that. Uh, I mean, I still find reasons to watch WWE even though I do give them a real hard time. And I think part of the reason I give them a hard time is because I know how good it was. Like, I remember those feelings. I remember when you had to watch Monday night and then you had to watch Friday and then you had to watch the pay-per-view. Yep. You know? I remember all those things, and I remember when, like, you'd actually feel bad when your favorite guy lost a couple matches in a row because you're like, oh, geez, man, you know? And I'm not talking, like, when I was a kid and I thought it was real. I'm talking, like, in high school, like, like the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. Did not miss a show in the Attitude Era. Not
1: one. I was fighting with my dad every Monday and Thursday because I wanted Raw and SmackDown, and he was like, no, you get one a week. That's all you get. And I was like, no, this is BS. You watch ah, see, that's the, perk.
0: that's the perk of having parents that uh, go to sleep a lot earlier than most. I didn't have to worry about shit, son.
1: <laughs> go to sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I air-quoted that instead of saying passed out. Oh,
1: <laughs>
2: cat's
0: out of the bag now. But anyway, um, okay, so men's rumble, awesome. One of the best rumbles I've seen, period. Yep. Not just in the last couple of years, but one of the best ones I've seen, period. Mm-hmm. Um, the women's rumble, also really good. But the women's rumbles tend to be really good, period. And I don't, I don't know if it's because <laughs> usually the men's are terrible. Like the last couple of years, I was just like, uh. <laughs> but uh, the women's one was really good. Even though I, I don't like Super Charlotte. I have no problems with Charlotte as a person and yeah. Charlotte as a performer. I understand exactly why she's always at the top of the card in the women's division, and she should be. But her presentation as, like, Super Cena or Super Reigns or now just Super Charlotte, I can't get behind it. Like, I see her on TV and I go, ugh, who is she going to steamroll today? I mean, her tag matches with Asuka have largely been Charlotte taking on both people. And winning the match or losing the match in like a crazy convoluted way, like in the kickoff show, where it was Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax with distractions from Ric Flair and Lacey Evans separately, and then the two of them together, so that it required four people a knockout punch, uh, the women's right, and then like then she was able to lose the match and the titles. And it's like, oh my God, <sighs> yeah. get out of here. And I mean, especially cause like if, if you're smart and you know that Shayna Baszler came from like mixed martial arts background, if this shit was real, Charlotte wouldn't be beating the crap out of both of them, let alone one of them. Yeah. Shayna would kick the fucking teeth out of her face and then go, anything else? You what else do you got? And then just tap her out just because yeah. fuck it, why not? So it's like argh, I, that part kind of drains me. So of course, because I was already saying that Charlotte was gonna win the rumble. I, I was already calling that she was gonna win the rumble just because and I was already like, I don't ugh. The fact that she was in the final four. Really, really got me. And I was like, oh. And she gets eliminated. And she laughs. Like, what? You lost the tag titles. You lost the rumble. (laughs) Whatever. That's no big deal. Like, at least if uh, John Cena lost the rumble, he was like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He actually looked like his world was over. You knew he was going to be in the main event, whether or not he had won the rumble didn't matter. But at least, at least he wasn't like, <laughs> "Guys, I'm going to be in the main event. Who fucking cares?" You know. <laughs> so that did bother me. But when we got down to uh, Bianca or Rhea Ripley, I was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Whichever one, either whichever or. won. I was rooting for Bianca Belair, although. I kind of feel like Rhea Ripley should have because then she could avenge all the shit that happened to her at WrestleMania (laughs) and afterwards because of Charlotte, uh, sorry, because of the booking of Charlotte. I I don't want to make it seem like Charlotte sits there and goes, nope, I'm not going to lose. Nope. I'm going to win. I don't want to make that out to be the case. Uh, I understand it's a booking thing and obviously Charlotte's going to be not going to say, Hey Vince, why don't you just have me lose to a whole bunch of people? You know, and I do feel like the whole purpose of her feuding with Lacey is to elevate Lacey and bring Lacey up into that upper mid card to main event level aspect. So, you know, good. Good for her. Good on her. Uh, However, I love Bianca Belair. I've been a huge fan of her since NXT. Um, Like the second she came out in NXT with the hair and the skipping, I was like, I'm watching her. I immediately was watching her. And I haven't taken my eyes off her since.
1: Yeah,
0: it's, it's it's surprising that she's an older woman, too. She's great. She's like 32, 33. Could you imagine if she was doing this right out of high school or college or whatever? But she's phenomenal. I'm happy she won. Um, that promo she cut at the end, at the beginning, I was a little like, eh, I don't like that they're doing this, like, over emotional aspect of the character because her character isn't like that. Her character's like, I'm going to fucking win. Cause I'm Bianca Belair. Like mm-hmm. I'm the EST of the you know WWE. Nobody touches me, but the longer that promo went, the longer, I, the, the more I was like, actually, this is really good. Like, this is really good. I'm, she sold me. So I'm like, okay, as long as she's not crying every single victory for the next time out, that's fine. And I mean, Again, from <laughs> from an actual crier, it's ironic that I critique people about crying too much. But, I mean, I would probably cry, too, if I was her. I mean, Benoit cried when he won his title.
2: Yeah. I think it's okay. Jericho, that.
0: too. When he yeah. got the Undisputed title, he, he was backstage and he was really emotional about it.
1: I think it's okay to break character a little in that situation.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, I had no issues with it. By the end yeah. of the promo, I was like, okay, <laughs> you know what? You should just win the title and everything will be great.
1: Do so you think she'll uh, go for the SmackDown one or the Raw one?
0: Uh, you know what? Honestly, I I, actually, I do think she's going to do SmackDown. I do think she's definitely going to do SmackDown. Yeah. But it's hard to say. Um, I think I read a report where they're not quite sure yet. So don't necessarily expect her because she wasn't on Raw. Don't necessarily expect her on SmackDown because they kind of want to keep and they want to give them enough time to figure it out. But I do ultimately think it's going to be her and Sasha Banks. Yeah, which I mean, that'll
2: be a great match. Honestly,
0: honestly, I can't uh, I can't complain. Sasha Banks is one of the best wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, her time away and her time is spent in Japan has done her wonders. She is phenomenal. Her character is great. Like even. Now she's like kind of a baby face in that rock mold where she's still a douchebag, but people cheer (laughs) works perfectly for her. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, great. But if Bianca Belair is wrestling Oscar again, you know what? Fuck it. It's going to be a great match. The build will be great. You know, there's no, there's nothing but upside for Bianca Belair. And I feel like she's got to win it. I do feel like she has to win the title. I mean, if she doesn't, I have nothing but confidence that she'll be booked strong even in defeat. But I think she takes it. I really do think she takes it. I was surprised that they didn't give it to her on NXT. But I mean, pff, fuck it. Just put the rocket on her, let it go, and just see what happens. That's the worst thing. The worst thing you could do is not do it. And everyone goes, well, yeah, do it. And if it works out great, awesome. If it doesn't, Take the belt off her, work her, tweak her as best you can, you know, because this is an investment. And then try again. Like mm-hmm. that's all I can say.
1: Yep. Um so who would uh so if she goes against Sasha, who would who would be best to challenge Oscar then? Probably Charlotte. Oh, it's probably gonna be Charlotte. Hundred percent Charlotte, right?
0: If it isn't Charlotte, like if they're really building Lacey and Charlotte for WrestleMania, I'll be surprised. Um, but my gut, ever since Charlotte came back, my gut has been she's going to take the title off Asuka again for like the third fucking time. I think every time Asuka's lost a title now, it's been to Charlotte. <laughs> well, and
1: hey, Maybe she'll retain it then.
0: <laughs> and it's going to be a tough one. See, that's that's the problem I have now with Charlotte is that even though I know that Charlotte is going to have a good match with almost everybody she steps in the ring with, my immediate reaction is, oh, she's going to win. Yeah. You know? And I, it's the same feeling I had when they were pushing Roman as that John Cena type character too. And I I remember saying like, he's a good wrestler. He's got a good character. It's just this super Cena bullshit that just drains you. Because then you're like, oh, same thing happened with The Rock. I remember with The Rock, I was like,
1: yeah, man, I- Yeah, I love The Rock, but I mean, like, there was a time there where I didn't even want to see him.
0: Yeah, after a while, you're just like, okay, you're gonna win. And I remember
1: he'd win on like Raw and SmackDown all the time, like win the title on a a Raw or SmackDown. Like,
0: uh, why? And then, then he goes and loses to the Hurricane Clean. (laughs) What? (laughs) Hold on, sorry, sorry. What's up with that? (laughs) But yeah, so. What it is, is it just, it puts me in that mindset where I'm like, ugh, I don't even care to watch the match because I know that she's going to win it, right? Yep. Which is not fair to Charlotte. Like, I feel really bad because it sounds like I'm shitting on Charlotte personally. That's not the case. I'm a huge fan of hers. I really am. I, you know, I just think that, well, first I do think other people need an opportunity, you Mm -hmm. know? But uh, if it's not Charlotte... I would make the case for uh, Rhea Ripley. Actually, Rhea Ripley was another one. She was supposed to have a callback, a call-up this week because of Rumble. She's the one I was referring to. I meant, I said Bianca, but she's the one where they haven't put her on TV I heard not quite sure. I did hear that, but uh, I also heard that you're not quite sure. Whichever roster gets her, it's going to be a huge get. I do think that she goes, she should go to Raw, though. I do think that. But... That would be my only other person that I would say uh, for the for the title. I would say, yeah, and and you know what, like Oscar losing to Rhea, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If it's Oscar and Charlotte, Oscar has to retain. <laughs> just just get through Romania because I mean, like in the women's division, this entire year it's been anchored by Oscar, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. That's it.
1: Which, you know what, man, I'm getting kind of tired of the, the year-plus title reigns. I mean, there is so many women and men there that just don't get shots because one or two people hold it for years on end.
0: That is a symptom of uh the COVID era, partly, but it's also a symptom of WWE not really knowing what to do with yeah. certain wrestlers, okay? Um, And I will actually go into the Sasha Carmella match to kind of give my thoughts on this watching the Sasha Carmella match. No one thought Carmella was going to win. No one did. Mm -hmm. I have actually, I was actually saying, well, why can't Carmella win tonight? Why can't Carmella win the title? Right. Break up Sasha's reign. And it doesn't even have to be a a clean pick victory. I Mm -hmm. mean, Carmel is a chicken shit Paris Hilton type heel who has, uh, what the hell's his name? The sommelier, I can't remember his name. Yeah. But so she's got a built-in heater to help her cheat to win this match. And then like next month, take the title offer. Or, you know, the pay-per-view prior to WrestleMania, take yeah. the title offer. Or maybe that's your build to mania. She got cheated out and then she spends the next two months ducking Sasha constantly doing whatever she can to not wrestle Sasha at all to yeah. the point where like, you know, Sasha has to win a gauntlet match to to get to WrestleMania. But then, you know, you break up a long title reign. You put some interest back into Sasha because baby face, uh, baby faces are great. Yep. Yeah. yeah baby faces are great as champions. Yeah. But a lot of times I feel like they're, Sometimes, in some cases, they're better chasing. Because, like, like if you look at uh, Vince McMahon, I believe, he said this in uh, Beyond the Mat. He said a good match is, like, a really good action movie, right? Yeah. So in every good action movie, the hero gets knocked down a couple of times before the climax of the movie when he actually beats the bad guy. If you watch a movie where the hero does not ever have any sort of adversity at all, that's a boring movie.
2: Oh, big time.
0: By the time you get to the end, and then, of course, he like, bitch slaps the bad guy. You're just like, oh, okay. And I will use a movie to as a citation. Die Hard 4. That is my citation for this. Because Bruce Willis was a bulletproof Superman, it robbed the movie of any sort of stakes for me. Mm -hmm. Three prior movies, he's a normal cop who just happens to be stubborn, refuses to die, but he gets fucking beat. Like You're literally like, okay, how does he get out of this? Whereas in Die Hard 4, you're like, yeah, of course he's sliding off the side of a fighter jet. Why wouldn't he be? That makes perfect sense for a normal human being to be able to do in fact, I'm disappointed I didn't see him doing this in any of the previous movies. you know, walk That's- all over broken glass, who cares because he's glass proof <laughs> right so yeah. um so I think that Carmela winning was the right call, but who knows what happens now like I mean, if ultimately Charlotte or a uh, Sasha Banks loses to Bianca Bel- Belair at WrestleMania, I'm going to be a happy camper. I'm going to be super happy. You know? I do fear that the women's titles might actually be triple threats or four corner matches, though. That's a fear of mine. It is a
1: possibility. I think there's a good chance you're going to get at least one triple threat of the two.
0: It's probably going to be the Raw one, though.
1: I think I think it's going to be Oscar, Charlotte, and uh, Ripley.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Yep. And what's going to happen is is that Rhea will win by pinning Asuka, not by pinning, pinning Charlotte, even though that's how uh, Charlotte lost the title or Rhea lost the title. Yeah, no, that's right. Asuka pinned R- – never mind. Don't even listen to me. Yo Shirai. Yo Shirai pinned Ripley in the triple threat match to take the title off uh, Charlotte. So Charlotte can't even lose a title match by getting pinned or, or tapped out. You know, <laughs> I am shitting on Charlotte a lot. So I'll take a break. I'll take a break. I I will say again, for the record, I am a fan of Charlotte. Unfortunately, I'm not a fan of super Charlotte and now she's booked. Okay. All right. Um, One thing I didn't like about the women's rumble is Alexa bliss, but I'm, I've not been a fan of, uh, the bliss fiend version of alexa bliss for quite some time when they first started doing the storyline i was like okay all right because i do like the fiend character Mm -hmm. to a degree even though it's a weird character and it doesn't make a lot of sense within wwe's framework except that uh if we can totally accept the undertaker we should have no problems accepting The Fiend, right?
1: That's how I feel, too.
0: The problem, though, is that Undertaker's initial run, where he was, like, unstoppable, didn't last that long. And I think because we see The Fiend, while we were seeing him, like, every week, and so he's, like, unstoppable as The Fiend, they cheapened The Fiend by making him too unstoppable, and then having them wrestle too much. Okay. Like so. uh So what I mean is, he should have wrestled more as Bray Wyatt, and then pulled out the Fiend when Bray Wyatt couldn't get the job done.
1: Oh, like Finn Balor style.
0: Exactly like Finn Balor style, but the difference being that so even though the demon is like Finn Balor turned up, yeah, wrestlers could still get um, like. Control periods where they they look like they could beat the fiend or uh, the the demon, right? Whereas in the fiend's case, these should be largely squ- uh, squash matches. But you should only see the fiend wrestle three, maybe four times a year. You know. Okay. And almost exclusively in like weird funhouse matches, because that funhouse match with John Cena was awesome. I loved it. I did not like the swamp match, though. I hated the swamp match.
2: Hmm.
0: Horrible that one was.
1: I personally love the fiend, but I've always loved these kind of characters. Like
0: I like the concept. Like, like I can tell you that much. His,
1: his it, it gave me a mankind feeling again. Like, remember when Mick first brought mankind into WWF? Like, yeah, fucked up. Like that, yeah. that. that's the feeling I got.
0: I um, again, I'll say this like for I'm a huge fan of Bray Wyatt. So when Bray Wyatt came out and he was doing that Max Cady Cape Fear gimmick, loved it, absolutely loved it. Then eventually his promos got nonsensical and WWE just had him lose a lot. And I was like, okay, all right, right. Yeah. But then when he came back as the Fiend, uh, not the Fiend. First when he came back as the Funhouse Bray Wyatt, immediately I was like, oh. I love this. I really love this. And then it was like clip clip. And then you get like that quick tease of the fiend, And I was like, this is really cool. The problem is they shot themselves in the foot by having the fiend wrestle Seth Rollins for the title so quickly. Yeah. That was, that was the beginning of the problem there.
1: We should have stayed out of the title race altogether.
0: Or at least for a good chunk. Like. Goldberg him for the first couple of months or the first year and have him beat like minor mid-card guys, but do that steamroll where he doesn't, he's impervious to pain, you know, but keep it semi-realistic, get it to a point where he has to wrestle like Kofi Kingston, for instance, and now it's like a no-holds-barred match type of thing, where now Kofi Kingston has to grab a chair to start trying to inflict some pain, you know what I mean? Yeah raise the stakes a bit, right? So that by the time he's at the rest, like, main event level, well, now you've, you know, you've got the Undertaker thing where you can't keep him down. You can knock him down, but he keeps sitting back up type of thing. Mm -hmm. Same idea. Tweak it a bit, make it his own, right? But uh, the stuff with Bliss, though, I, I, again, I started right away. I was like, oh, I like this. I like that she's, you know, joining up, and I like that they were kind of teasing that Joker Harley thing, and I was like, okay, all right, I'm in. But then when she started becoming literally just like The Fiend, I was like, oh. Mm. I see. Because and I- you have instances where, just like they had Seth Rollins suddenly be shit scared of The Fiend to the point where he's like crying in the ring because he's so scared of The Fiend, they do similar things with oscar and both guys, or both wrestlers were like, legit ass kickers. Like people are like, oh my God, At Asuka freaks the shit out of people. Except when she's beside Alexa Bliss. Now she's like shitting her pants. It's things like that. It makes guy it makes the wrestlers look weaker than they should. That's the problem. Not the the character's faults, not Alexa Bliss's fault, not Bray Wyatt's fault. It's a booking thing. I don't know what Vince and Pritchard are doing in this regard or what the end game is. That's the other thing. I don't know what the end game is.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was it was uh I was surprised how quickly Bliss got thrown out of the Rumble.
0: I actually have that as a note, and that's my long-winded way of saying it made no sense to me that you built her up as being
1: the Bliss Fiend. Invincible for weeks, beats Asuka clean in a non-title match, and then out in seconds at the Rumble.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like it was smart that they all pummeled her. I thought that was really smart. I was like, okay, that's smart. And then like Rhea Ripley is just like, see you later. And that was it.
1: <laughs> well, I wonder if uh, that's maybe what they'll do. Listen, uh, Ripley.
0: Uh, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, my final note about this is that so Raw is pretty much being dominated by the Fiend storyline, and SmackDown is pretty much being dominated by the Tribal Chief storyline. Mm-hmm. The disparity is that anyone in the fiend's orbit is not made better. They're not elevated. They're actually being relegated to a lower role, in my opinion. Whereas, like I've said plenty of times, anyone that's in the tribal chief's orbit is instantly elevated. One week they had Apollo Crews talking with Roman Reigns and I thought, oh my God, is he going to join the tribe? And that instantly made me go, okay we've got something happening with apollo Cruz. like this could be really good i haven't done anything since but i'm still like okay <laughs> immediately i had my eyes on it you know um the only other storyline on raw is the hurt locker which or the hurt business hurt locker hurt business which is awesome Luckily they've stayed away from the fiend for the most part, but that's you know, that's just it. Uh, what else do I have here? Retribution that's pretty much much it. Died right off, eh?
1: What? Retribution's kind of died right off. Retribution?
0: Oh yeah, I don't
1: remember like a year ago when they were like, Oh my god, what's going on? And now it's just like, meh. Meh.
0: Well, I mean, they brought them in during Black Lives Matter protests. And tried to make them look like protesters. Yeah. Like, the initial run on that storyline was, like... Cringe-worthy. Oh. That's, like, the worst it, The worst thing they would have done was... Because we talked about this. Originally, the Hurt Business was going to be the new nation of domination. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. And, for, and, and I don't know. It was, like, somebody managed to get through to Vince and was like, no, we can't... We can't have a militant black group. Yeah. Like there's no way you can do this and this will work because of what's going on right now and I and I'm super like impressed that Vince not only heard that and went, "Yeah, that's probably a, probably a good idea. We shouldn't do that." <laughs> Cuz I I wouldn't have been surprised. I honestly would not have been surprised if it's like, Nation of Domination, and they come out looking like Black Lives Matter protesters, I'd have been like, this is unreal. Good old Vince. Yeah, fucking lunatic.
1: That um, Reigns-Owens match sure had a ton of botches. But a
0: lot of really cool spots, too. The only botch that really bothered me was uh, the finish.
1: That finish was awful. (sighs) awful. The ref stops counting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it bothered me for two reasons. One, that's actually the perfect way to take the title off of Roman in between now and WrestleMania. Because, I don't know, I I have a hard time believing that Reigns is going to lose the title at WrestleMania. But, if he wrestles edge, I'm going to go against my normal gut instinct and say, yeah, you know what? Have edge win the title.
1: Oh, edge will win.
0: I want him to win the title. Now. Yeah. I, I, I literally, before the rumble, I remember saying he shouldn't be in the rumble. He shouldn't be in first. He shouldn't be wrestling for the title. Like he, I don't think he's going to win. He shouldn't win. He shouldn't be. the main event. I remember saying all these things to you. But I mean, the story in that rumble was so good that I was like, uh, and that, and the fact that he was like, uh, "This isn't a part-time thing. I'm I'm back full-time." Yeah. So at least the next couple of months, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that everything is good for Edge. He stays healthy and 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 injury-free and COVID-free mm-hmm. because apparently you have to get COVID now. You absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, and then. Takes the title off Roman Reigns. I, That's it right there. Like I'm like, okay, perfect. Because even with Daniel Bryan, I think is the perfect backup plan. Absolutely perfect backup plan because they already have a built-in storyline just waiting. Yeah. But again, I don't think Reigns should retain the title through WrestleMania. He's got to lose it.
1: He, yeah. He'll lose it, but I see him winning it back. Pretty soon.
0: Um, I think, this is just me here, but I think it actually will all depend on how well the match is, how comfortable Edge feels with that title. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think those are the two deciding factors for them to decide how long that length will be. But I do think that after this, after Edge gets that title, um, and then I think, in all honesty, he drops it to a guy that he wants to elevate. So I, I don't necessarily think Reigns wins it right away. And to be fair, I'm okay with that. The character is is such that he doesn't have to win the title. It just it right now he needs the title. Yeah. And he needs to hold the title all the way through to WrestleMania. Even though I just finished saying that Kevin Owens should have won because the way that match finished was fucking flubbed Maybe,
1: up. <laughs> here's the worst part with the end of that match. This was shot the night before. It's not live. It could have easily cut that and reshot the end of that match.
0: Easily, yeah. You you could have, you could have, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, know. we all know that Alexis
1: isn't actually transforming when she's on Raw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: I know. It's like I, you know, I think that's part of the reason why the Alexis stuff bugs me so much. That's because why,
1: like that's why it's working right now too, though, because because of COVID they can do that. Because if this was live, none of that would be happening.
0: Yeah, they they couldn't possibly do it. There would be no way they could act, actually do it. Yeah. Um, but, like, even then, like, even in the COVID era, like, Bray Wyatt wasn't doing, like, these quick changes like that that often. You know what I mean? When it was done, it was done once in a while. This is happening every fucking week. Yeah. And I know that you're supposed to suspend belief when it comes to wrestling. I know that. But this one, it, it's, it's hard for me. And it's really hard for me because I love Alexa Bliss. I think she's incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. I think like she was one of those ones, her and Carmella, that got called up to the main roster. I literally thought it was too soon. But Bliss turned it up. Her character work went phenomenal. Her in-ring work got even better. Like She's a total package. And she is making this work. Like She is doing this really well. It's the same thing with Charlotte, though. I love these people, you know? I just hate the storylines that are in. I hate how it's going about, so.
1: You know what? Alexis is a great actress, too. Like, she's 100% got a career in Hollywood after this, if she wants it.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, I'm amazed. Like, everyone else that that pulls promos like that have dipped into acting to get that experience.
0: I will also say, I will give her 100% credit, that she's still... She's anchoring the fiend storyline, and Bray's not even there
1: without the fiend.
0: Which I don't know—is he like injured? I haven't heard that he's injured.
1: It's strange, right? Because she had she had a few weeks off before he got burnt, and then and then she came back, and he left. Are they well? Maybe it's person now.
0: Yeah, that's that could be it. They could be it. They can't be seen at the same time because they are the same person, right? Yeah. It's like Pokeroo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pokeroo is here. I've missed him again. Burn! <laughs> um, so largely the rumble itself, the pay-per-view, the whole thing wasn't that great. Uh, there was th- there was more things I didn't like than I did like, but both rumbles were awesome. I'm happy with the wins. Uh, I'm I'm actually like intrigued to see where the storylines go with the match with uh, Kevin Owens and Reigns was largely good. The finish is what killed it for me. It literally robbed all the momentum, so that when he did lose, I was like, "This it makes no sense." Like, come on, he had like a twenty second, thirty second rest period. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I meant uh, 10 seconds, because they, they counted to 8 or 7, but, yeah, like, it was ridiculous. Like, count- that count- robbed it Stop. so badly.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, other than that, the matches that... Oh, uh, well, Sasha Carmel loved it. I thought it was great. But uh, the other matches I didn't like, and I haven't referenced, because... Bucket, like, I haven't referenced Juru and... Uh, Goldberg only because I could care less. Yes, they did a last minute tweak and had it more about like just two guys going at it uh, as a respect thing, but uh, it's Goldberg. There's only so much you could do with him.
1: Yeah. And he butchered the jackhammer again. I mean, I, I, I loved Goldberg back in the day. I thought it was cool to see this unstoppable force. We all did. He's got it up now. He's like, you you were in your prime still, and you left. You should have stuck around if you weren't done.
0: Yeah. Um. The actually no. When he his first comeback and his feud with Brock Lesnar, even though I hated that Owens had to lose to Goldberg, and quickly too. Yeah. Very quickly because I felt like. The Jericho Owens match should have been for the title. The feud with Brock Lesnar was awesome. The matches were awesome. Yeah. They were booked the perfect way to do it. Just both guys going in there, hitting their fucking moves, and then one of them wins because he hit his move more times. Yeah. It it was perfect. After that, that was it. Like, that's all I wanted to see. I I didn't want to see Roman come back and, and wrestle the fiend. I didn't want I really did not want to see Roman and and Goldberg I really really did not want to see that and when he came back this year I was like fuck
2: yeah. <laughs> fuck I thought we're was- going to
0: get we're going to get Reigns and Goldberg and and it's like I don't I don't care I don't care and uh, I think someone has got to talk to Bill and just say okay That first run you did where you wanted to be the superhero for your son because he never got to see you do it live, great. It was awesome. That was the perfect way to end your career. What you're doing now is unfortunately what Taker was doing for the last couple of years of his career up until the cinematic match with AJ Styles.
1: Yeah, he finally got that perfect end.
0: Because every one of those matches was like, they were painful to watch. and again no disrespect to these guys because like the older you get the harder it is to get back in shape but also like in taker's case he would be gone for almost a year at a time
1: yeah and and then like watching that documentary he was gone like usually recovering from injuries that whole year
0: right and then and so it's now it's recovery from injury yeah then it's to get back into ring shape and then like i said right at the beginning of this this portion it's a it's incredibly hard to shake the ring rust because you're not doing it every single week. Yeah. So it's like, like even in the uh, bygone era when Hogan and and Bret Hart and guys like that were doing it, yeah, they were wrestling every week, but you barely saw them on TV. But they were wrestling house shows, so two three times a week they were constantly wrestling, yeah. and then you get a pay per view every what three months four months, you know. But they were constantly working all the way through. We just never saw it as much. Right. So, like, it gets, it gets scary and dangerous. And unfortunately, Bill is in that, that category now where he's more of a liability to himself and the guy across the, the ring from him. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, no more, no more Goldberg. I, I don't want to see Goldberg anymore. I know that uh, there was talk about the reason why he wore the trunks was to sort of a shout out to Lesnar, but I don't even care to see that match.
1: I don't think Lesnar's coming back.
0: Not until crowds come back.
1: Yeah, definitely not until crowds come back.
0: Nope. He, uh, I guarantee you he won't come back until crowds uh, are back.
1: Yeah, he's off in uh, Minneapolis hunting in a bush or something right now. <laughs> and
0: And you know what? He's not a mark for the business. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally just like, "Pay me." Yeah, that's it. You you pay me, I'll do whatever you want. I'll snap a guy in half or I'll eat fourteen claymores. Just pay me. That's it. Yeah. So and you know what? Perfect. Good for him. So uh, anything else you want to add on this Royal Rumble massive yep. cast?
1: Massive cast. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't no short. <laughs> um, All right. No, I it. Like you said, the two rumbles were were great, and it's been a yep. long time—long time—since we had two solid rumbles in in one paper. Yep. Paper. I mean, I last year drew one. I can't even remember who won the year before that when we watched it together. Um. Was it Roman? Was it Brock Lesnar? Was it Lesnar? I don't even know anymore.
0: Yeah, I can't recall.
1: Must have been great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it must have been absolutely phenomenal. For some reason <laughs> I think it might have been uh might have been Lesnar.
1: Yeah. I, I can't think
0: of anyone else who would have. It's gone. Or was it Rollins?
1: No. And the only reason I remember Drew winning last year is because Drew's still pretty much champ, besides losing to you yeah. the there for a couple of weeks. But
0: But even then, like so he lost now I agree at this point now, I think you know we can start to have the champs lose the belts a couple more times yeah you know the the only reason why i wasn't as critical about it with uh, drew was because he was getting like really shitty competitors to begin with like there wasn't like l- literally like large-scale threats that i was like oh this could be good if he lost it it was more or less like well if he loses then he looks like a chump right mm-hmm. whereas like reigns in comparison almost held the title for just as long. I think this reign is about as long as Drew's current reign. But he's wrestled like Jay Uso in a phenomenal storyline, you know. Yeah. He's wrestled uh Daniel Bryan and then of course Kevin Owens in just like wow, like this keeps getting better and better and better, so it's like whoo, it's hard to like really say
1: that's that's another reason why i kind of feel like ed should be taking on drew at wrestlemania because roman's got so many great competitors on smackdown and drew really doesn't have anyone at the yeah he did
0: i know i know and i but yeah, either way either way it's going to be great either way yeah, i think edge way. takes title either way either way either way the match is going to be great and either way Edge should win the title and that and that's it and that's, that's the that's end that. of my camcast or my my royal rumble thoughts That's it. Get out of here.
1: Is that the end?
0: Uh, Well, no, of course not. It's not the end because, as always, you can see us on YouTube. You can see us on Facebook. You can see us on Twitter. You can see us at uh, geekpantsmedia.com. You can hear us on – oh, I forgot Instagram. We're on Instagram too, guys. You can hear us on Google and Apple Podcasts and, of course, SoundCloud. Now – Get out of here! I'm out!